It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Taylor Heineke on the injury report headed into the weekend, but don't worry, he's going to be active. Others, however, will not be. Who's in, who's out, and who needs to step up in order for the Commanders to get a win over the Falcons? I'm going to tell you all that right now on Locked On Commanders. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA9 Plus app on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. And of course, we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media covering your Commanders here and, of course, in writing at Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's fan nation this episode brought to you by bet online bet online has you covered with this this season with props odds and lines more of them than you've ever seen before bet online where the game starts for the washington commanders entering the weekend going up against the atlanta falcon falcons defensive end chase young who hasn't played a snap in the national football league due to the knee injury he suffered last november against the tampa bay buccaneers is potentially going to play in this game, he's listed as questionable, officially entering uh, the weekend, has been a limited participant all week long in practice. But there are three players who don't have a shot at playing in this game. That is linebacker Colt Holcomb, who's not only out for yet another game with that foot injury, uh, and, and according to reports, is seeing a foot specialist for that injury. That injury has now landed him on the injured reserve, meaning that he's going to miss the Falcons game at a minimum, but he's also going to miss three more games, meaning the earliest you will see Number 55 back on the field for your burgundy and gold is January 1st at home against the Cleveland Browns. And honestly, given the specialist situation, given the foot injury, the length of this thing, you may not see Cole Holcomb on the field again this season, but that's a little bit of a disastrous kind of mind frame. So let's stay out of there until we need to get there. Hopefully uh, they can get everything figured out with Cole and you see him back on the field uh, sooner rather than later. As far as Chase Young and whether or not he's actually going to play, I'm going to give you guys the honest answer and not necessarily the answer some of you want. I don't think he's going to play in this game. doesn't mean he's not going to, but if you go back through and you kind of listen to the words Ron Rivera has been saying and, and, and other people have been saying is they want to see Chase doing everything 100% full speed before they throw him out there on the playing field. Well, he's been limited in practice all week, so you can't call limited in practice all week 100% full speed. Now, can you now potentially? They have seen him. He's capable, right, of doing him 100% full speed, but they're kind of easing him in, not may, not pushing him too much in practice. That's why he's actually been limited. So there's there's a little, there's a little bit of conversation to be had here. Uh, and, of course, Ron Rivera, the coaching staff, they're not going to tip their hand completely and let us know. So unless um, you know they're seeing something that obviously we're not seeing, which is kind of the, the design uh, of how these practices are supposed to be, and he is coming off the, 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 the line of scrimmage 100%. He's coming off the snap full strength showing confidence in that knee, really both knees that he had surgery on. 
Uh, and so they're just kind of easing him into full practices and they're only going to play him for a package of plays, right? Being limited all week long. If he plays at all, I would be surprised, honestly, if he goes over 25%, 22% snap count. Uh, and even that might be a little high given the conditioning and everything else. But I mean, look, third and six or more, if you can throw Chase Young in there in kind of a NASCAR package type of situation, by all means, you go ahead and you do that. But there are so so possibly Chase Young, no Cole Holcomb. Uh, also gonna also out for this weekend's matchup against Falcons is going to be receiver and return specialist Dax Milne. And, and obviously the return specialist uh, is the biggest part for Dax Milne's situation. The impact of not having a guy on the field like Dax. I know he hasn't blown the roof off of everybody's expectations as a punt returner. And, you know, I know that he's not like a super electric guy. And DeAndre Carter maybe was a little bit more uh, electric in his return abilities last year. But Dax Milne has at least been able to secure the football. And, and I'll tell you, after watching some other teams, and we saw it against Green Bay Packers in person, right? Having a return special, especially in the punt game, that can make returns. And we don't always agree with when he calls a fair catch, when he doesn't call a fair catch. But for the most part, Dax makes smart decisions. He secures the football, and he makes sure that when you're, the opposing team is punting, they don't then get an immediate turnover in uh, Washington territory. And there is something to be said about that for a guy like Dax Milne. So Dax has certainly been doing his job pulling his weight as a return specialist, even if he hasn't, again, been blowing the roof uh, off of everything. So there's going to be an impact there. Potential replacements mentioned uh, by Ron Rivera and what we've seen on the practice fields through training camp into the season. Alex Erickson, a wide receiver, could be active and potentially be the punt returner back there. Jahan Dotson, the rookie receiver, first-round pick out of Penn State. That would be interesting because that's another way to get the ball into his hands, as, as hands of a playmaker. Maybe then you see some of those explosive plays in the return game. Uh, and then Ron Rivera even mentioned Danny Johnson, the DB, so he may potentially get in the mix there. So... No Cole Holcomb, obviously, right? No Dax Millen, but the biggest loss this weekend, no shade to Cole, but this defense has already been been playing without him, and they've been doing uh, pretty well. So it's either they don't want him, not that they maybe wouldn't even be better with him, but this defense, we've seen that they are capable uh, without Cole on the field. The biggest loss right now this weekend has got to be second-year cornerback Benjamin St. Juice. Uh, he's going to be out for this game with that ankle injury, suffered that ankle injury, on the interception that Derek Forrest secured last weekend against the Houston Texans. And that, honestly, is, is the biggest example I can give you of why this is such a big loss. The harmony between Benjamin St. Juice and Derek Forrest, who Derek Forrest just really officially, quote-unquote, starting to get those, those, those starting reps and, and such big reps there at the safety position, that can't just be simply replicated. You can't just throw another guy out there on the field and say, okay, go do what Ben and what Derek have been able to do. That is something that's been cultivated in the locker room, on the practice field, on the playing field, in the meeting rooms. That is going to be something that this team misses. Plus, you have the length of Benjamin St. Juice combined with the size. His ball tracking has been getting better. His positioning has been getting better. He's learned from those pass interferences. Whether we agree with him or not, he's kind of understanding and learning how the officials are going to call things against him and learning how to play within that framework. That's going to be a big loss this weekend, especially with Drake London on the on the field for the Atlanta Falcons and, and Kendall Fuller, not a guy who you know follows and even it does, I mean, Drake London has like a two-foot height advantage and wingspan advantage over Kendall, Kendall Fuller. Not really hyperbole, but you get the picture. Um, Christian Holmes is listed as the next cornerback up behind Benjamin St. Juice there on the perimeter. Uh, Ron Rivera was asked about him, said a lot of good things about him, said that he's been practicing, quote, at another level lately. So those are all good words. But until you see the young man on the field doing this thing in real time, it's hard to expect really much. And, and again, a late round draft pick. Look, cornerback, I think quarterback, 
left tackle, blindside tackle, right, depending on what hand your quarterback's throwing with, uh, and, and corner are, are the three hardest positions to transition from college to the National Football League. Christian Holmes is a rookie. He's made some really good special teams play, uh, but has not had the, the live round reps, as we like to call it. So a little bit anxious, nervous, right, to see exactly how that goes, and you can be sure that whoever is replacing Benjamin St. Juice, whether it's Christian solely or a combination of guys, uh, the, the, the Atlanta Falcons are certainly going to look uh, to try to take advantage of that. If Washington is going to win this game, they're going to need some new names to step up, period. Who those might be and our bold predictions coming up in our key player segment. But first, this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. So how does Prize Picks works? It's easy. You get two to five players. Doesn't matter. Two, three, four, or five. It's up to you. And you predict whether or not they're going to score more or less than their Prize Picks projection. You get them right, you can win up to 10 times your money on any given entry. There's no competing with other people. It's just you versus the projections. And Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch, including, of course, the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball when they're in season, hockey, golf, college football, whatever you want. They even have cricket. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's super easy, super fun. And they offer super safe and fast withdrawals when you do hit big in your projections currently operational in over 30 states and canada so download the price picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports the right way first time users you get a 100 instant deposit match up to 100 with the promo code locked on if you deposit 100 price picks will give you 100 if you deposit 50 price picks will give you 50 don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again, everyone, for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen or your first view of the day. For your second listen, make sure you're also checking out Locked On Sports today from the games that matter the most. The biggest storylines go behind all of it with local experts like only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today available right here, wherever you're listening or viewing this podcast or on YouTube. If you're not viewing and wherever you get podcasts. Bold predictions are coming shortly, but first we're, I'm going to share some confidence and some concerns, what I'm confident in, what I'm concerned about as the Washington Commanders get ready to face off against the Atlanta Falcons. First, let's talk about what I'm most confident in against uh, in this matchup. And look, what I'm most confident in, honestly, is going to be the rushing attack. It's going to be that it can continue to carry the offense. And I know some people are out there saying, look, that this is not a sustainable model. You can't continue to run the ball 40 whatever times. A game and expect to always control the clock, always be successful, always be ahead of the chains. And look, we even saw a little bit of that against the Houston Texans. If, if memory serves correctly, against the Philadelphia Eagles, 13 or 14 uh, third downs against the Philadelphia Eagles with that heavy rushing attack of that, that featured third or third and five or shorter. So let me let me rephrase that to make sure I get that clear. <laughs> About 13 or so third downs against Philadelphia Eagles a couple weeks ago were from third and five or shorter. And that's because that that early running game wasn't getting a whole bunch of explosive run plays, right? 10 yards or more, but they were getting three, four, two, another three. And they were getting themselves into positions where they were at third and five, third and four, a lot of third and ones and twos. 
And that's what you want to do as an offense. Now against Houston, a little bit less successful there. Right? I think they only had about three uh, third downs against Houston that were from third and five or shorter. So not as effective. The Houston Texans saw that coming a little bit more. The Atlanta Falcons certainly are going to see it coming even more than the Houston Texans did. And certainly they're going to game plan uh, against it. But as Aaron Freeman of the Locked On Falcons podcast said in our crossover episode, which is up. So if you haven't seen that yet, uh, please make sure you check that out. Aaron drops great uh, knowledge uh, about the Atlanta Falcons on that episode. I asked him if the stat line for the Atlanta Falcons rush defense was a representation of the Atlanta Falcons actual rush defense. And he said it absolutely was. And that is not a good thing. If you're a Falcons fan, it's a good thing. If you're a commanders fan, Brian Robinson Jr. He's itching to get that big run. But at the meantime, he's also making sure he secures the ball. Antonio Gibson continue to gash teams on the edge uh, as he can get out there and get out there as a receiver. And, Scott Turner, let's continue this fold, right? Scott Turner continuing to do more and more things on a weekly basis to not only incorporate those running backs, but also move Taylor Heineke more and more. And you guys know, if you've been listening or watching the show for a long period of time, that is something I have been screaming for for well over a year now is for Scott Turner to move Taylor Heineke around the field, make the defense chase him. Don't just put him in the pocket. Now, of course, sometimes you have to, but let's get some movement out of there. We've been seeing more and more movement as we're doing that. Guys like Brian Robinson, guys like Antonio Gibson, and of course your receivers continue to kind of get uh, get get vertical to the to the line of scrimmage right? instead of uh, horizontal, uh, or instead of a hor- get horizontal to the line of scrimmage, run side to side, run away from those defenders as you can, um, and and continue to take advantage of those things. I think we'll continue to see those. So not just running the ball, but getting the running backs involved in the offense in short, safe ways that minimize risk uh, and continue to move the ball, put themselves in some third. Uh, and short situations. Oh, and by the way, another week of Taylor Heineke practicing with Jahan Dotson, perhaps kind of developing that rhythm a little bit more. We've seen what Jahan can do. We saw him, what he can do when he had a full training camp preseason uh, with Carson Wentz. Unfortunately, the injury takes Carson out. He comes in with Taylor, not a lot of experience there, but now they're kind of getting more and more experience together. And I think those two, two skill sets are going to start to marry uh, starting as early as this week. So, those are the things that I'm confident in with this offense. It's going to be a short offense, right? You're going to maybe you'll see some some shots taken in the right moments, and that's kind of what we've seen uh, over the past few weeks: is smart shots taken, not just deep shots for the sake of going deep. I hope we, I expect that we are, we're going to see uh, more of that moving forward here against the Atlanta Falcons. What I'm concerned about has to be right. I think it's kind of low hanging fruit, but it's there for a reason: the back end continuity on the defense. Again, I kind of touched on it. Uh, already, but what Derek Forrest and Benjamin St. Juice have been able to do together, not something that you can just boom, quick manufacture. You can't just throw Christian Holmes on the field and say, hey, look, here's how you play uh, with a guy like Derek Forrest, or here's how you play with a guy like Bobby McCain and slot, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to take reps. It's going to take time. And one week of practice is not enough time. You know what I mean? One week of preparation is just not enough time to expect a guy like Christian Holmes or anybody who comes in there uh, to help replace Benjamin St. Deuce, juiced to just come in and just boom, automatically fit like a glove in that defense. So with that, how can the Atlanta Falcons take advantage of it? No Kyle Pitts, you know what I mean, on their, on their roster. He's lost to IR. Drake London is obviously a guy. Expect probably heavy, heavy protection on him, heavy defense against him by the Washington Commanders defense and Jack Del Rio's play calling. But is it going to be enough? And are the, are the Falcons going to be able to have a guy that can now take advantage of that fact, Cordero Patterson, remember, started off in the league as a wide receiver. He's a running back, but you could just potentially see the Atlanta Falcons trying to do some things. You put Drake on one side, 
you maybe do a little counter action and move Cordero Patterson uh, to the other side or have a wraparound route for Cordero Patterson to try to get take advantage of that overcommitment to helping uh, stop Drake London while Benjamin St. Juice is out. So that's just something that's got to be kind of uh, in, in the back of the minds of Jack Del Rio and his defense, kind of talking to those guys. Arthur Smith, head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, when we got a chance to talk to him this week, he mentioned how that defense is in sync and they're clicking uh, and they're on the same page. And he mentioned from the third level to the second level to the front level, all of them are just kind of on the same page. We've seen what this defense looks like when the secondary is out of sync, right? When William Jackson was in there, some blown coverages, some blown assignments, and it really kind of throws everything out of whack. This time it could happen basically because of a lack of experience. And it's hard to really kind of crucify a guy for that because you can't have experience unless you have experience. But that is something that I'm concerned about with the Washington Commanders defense this weekend. I'm going to make some predictions. Is it going to change my prediction? I picked the Washington Commanders to win in the crossover, but now we have a little bit more information. Is my prediction going to change? I'm going to tell you that here in a minute. But first, this episode of Lockdown Commanders brought to you by Simply Safe. If you thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off, you're going to want to listen to this because right now, Lockdown Commanders listeners, you can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you're not going to want to miss it. Here's why I love Simply Safe. I travel a lot, even just during the day, commuting to practice and then going to games and doing all this other stuff. I'm away from home more than obviously I would want to be. But in the palm of my hand, on my phone, I've got HD cameras and access to those 24 hours a day. I can check in on my home, my family, my property whenever I need to. Thanks to Simply Safe, the best home security system of 2022, according to U.S. News and the World Report, for a third year in a row. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology, exclusive from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get a priority police response. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend because I use it myself. Get 50% off any new Simply Save system at simplysave.com slash locked on today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's Simply Safe, S-I-M-P-L-I, safe.com slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, wrapping this final episode, our final look preview at this weekend's matchup between the Washington Commanders and the Atlanta Falcons. Washington Commanders looking to get to seven wins and match their win totals from the previous two seasons. And better yet, you can do it with many, many games, many more opportunities to get that eighth win, that elusive eighth win that Ron Rivera and this commander's team has been looking for since he arrived uh, in 2020. The key players for this game, who is going to help the Washington commanders defeat the Atlanta Falcons on offense? It's got to be Taylor Heineke. Uh, We're going to have a heavy run game. We're going to have a short passing game. We're going to have all those things. I think that we've seen the last couple weeks and really since Taylor Heineke became a starting quarterback, but in this game specifically, especially with the defense, a little wounded, there's going to be some opportunities for the Atlanta Falcons to take advantage of some things in the Washington Commanders defense that they wouldn't have had otherwise. 
Taylor Heineke has got to be smart with the football, continue to be smart with the football. Now, his, his touchdown interception ratio, five to four, not amazing, right? But he what he has avoided doing outside of the Minnesota game is making the lethal mistake. Honestly, guys, look, if it's third and 15 and he throws a 30-yard bomb that gets intercepted on you know the, the, the Atlanta 25-yard line, they get the ball back and there's no punts. I, I don't want to say it's nothing, right? But you can kind of live with those kinds of things. What you're talking about is, your, your your green zone, right, uh, turnovers, you're in your own end of the field, especially your own red zone. We've seen those from this commander's offense from time to time, not just Taylor. Those critical mistakes have to continue being avoided, and that's where Taylor Heineke is going to come in. We've seen, I think, an improved IQ from Taylor, improved decision-making. I wouldn't even say IQ, but improved decision-making. I think he knows when he's being risky, but he's decided to, to uh, this season uh, be a little bit smarter and be a little bit more judicious in what he's doing on the playing field. We need to continue to see that from him. That's why he's my key player on the offense. On defense, I'm looking at the safeties. We talked about my concern being the back end uh, of this defense with Benjamin St. Juice out. And I think those safeties are going to play a big role. I fully expect that the, the Washington Commanders are going to have bracket coverage on Drake London. They're going to have a guy over the top, a guy underneath. Marcus Mariota, not the most accurate guy. So when he's off target targeting Drake London, they're going to want a guy in place to take advantage of those. So I'm looking at the safeties. Derek Forrest, Bob, uh, Cameron Curl. Look, Bobby McCain might get kicked back there a little bit more with everything. With Benjamin St. Juice out, you never know what Jack Del Rio is going to cook up. Percy Butler could be on the field uh, a little bit here as well. So whoever is in there as a safety, those guys, I'm looking on you to help fill the gap uh, in coverage ability with the loss of Benjamin St. Juice. So those are my key players. The safeties, whoever you are on any given rep, and Taylor Heineke to be smart with the ball. Keep the score low on defense. Keep the ball in your hands on offense. That is a formula that's gotten the commanders into the win column and into the plus 500 or above 500 group. That's how they're going to stay there. Bold predictions on offense. I think Taylor's going to flex that IQ more. I've got some confidence in Taylor flexing the IQ. The brain power has always been there. The leadership has always been there. It's the arm that's always been kind of the, the doubt, right? The doubt point. I think that's going to continue, but let's keep the brain power working. No interceptions from Taylor Heineke. In this game, my bold prediction on defense, three or fewer explosive plays from the quarterback. Again, my key players folding into my bold predictions. If they can keep this Falcons offense from having three or explosive plays or fewer or more, rather, then they have a chance. And I say all, I just say three explosive plays from the quarterback because Marcus Mariota, we know he's a mobile quarterback. Ten yard runs or more. Those are explosive plays. So I'm talking ten yard runs. I'm talking 20 yard passes three or fewer explosive plays from Marcus Mariota in this game. That is how the defense will help uh, this Washington Commanders team get a win. Special teams, I'm going to add a category here. We don't typically go special teams on bowl predictions, but I'm going to take one because of the Dax Milne injury. And this has no really no shade to Dax Milne. Alex Erickson is an interesting guy. Not a lot of tape on him, so the Atlanta Falcons are going to have a hard time really preparing for that. Jahan Dotson obviously is a playmaker. Same thing. Nobody's seen him back there returning punts, even Danny Johnson. Whatever it is, the Falcons aren't going to have a whole lot of film on what this guy likes to do and where he's he's the strongest. So early on, especially in punt return situations, the commander's going to have a little bit of advantage there. If they can take advantage of it, I think they do. And I think you come away with the highest punt return average of the year. Right now, that's 12 yards per return. That came in, in Week 10 against Philadelphia. It was only one return, but it was a 12-yarder, which is the highest. So that's my special team's bold prediction. So no interceptions from Heineke. Three or fewer explosive plays allowed by the commander's defense against Atlanta Falcons quarterback Marcus Mariota and the highest punt return average of the year coming up here 
uh, in week 12 for your Washington Commanders. Those are my bold predictions. Finally, score prediction. The score prediction segment has changed a little bit because Washington Commanders have actually increased from three-point favorites when I made my original score prediction to four-point favorites. So either the betting lines are moving or these injuries don't scare the odds makers all that much. My score prediction, you know what, guys? I'm leaving it the same. 23-21, Washington Commanders defeat the Atlanta Falcons, uh, and they get their seventh win of the season, tying Ron Rivera's best record as a Washington head coach. So that's going to wrap up this episode. Look, guys, if you're going to the game, don't forget Sean Taylor Memorial Installation is being unveiled pregame at 11.45 a.m. Eastern time on the main concourse outside of Section 132. So if you're in attendance, make sure uh, you make time to head over to Section 132 and check that out. I will be there as will, I'm sure, every member of the media that is in attendance. And of course, that means if you're not in attendance, you should have some Twitter traffic uh, to keep up on uh, if you would like to. So in the meantime, guys, thank you for making the Locked On Commanders podcast first listener, your first view of the day. For your next listener view, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter to the most, or the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insight that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today available here, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. If you got questions, topics, or comments that you want to share, send them in to locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com or call in and be a part of the show by dialing 301 615 3577. I've been David Harrison, your host and credential meeting member covering the Washington Commanders right here on Locked On Commanders and on Commander Country of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. If you're out about, please be safe. Be kind to one another. Enjoy the game. If you see me around, don't be afraid to come up and say hi. As always, thank you for joining me right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.